Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Union Bank Global Linker, a free digital platform that empowers Filipino MSMEs to digitize their business and go global. Sign up now at unionbank.globallinker.com slash hustleshare to get a free ebook on surviving COVID-19 for your business. Also by Tagcash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash tagcash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And Chatbot PH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph. Especially now that we're in a sur- survival mode because of this pandemic, is just have faith in yourself and in the vision of your company. You know, you don't have to try to do everything by yourself. Instead, look for strategic partnerships or individuals for collaboration. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bate Young. Welcome to episode 81 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by Union Bank Global Linker, a free digital platform that empowers Filipino MSMEs to digitize their business. 
We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not safe for work language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be talking to a girl boss, but she's not just a girl boss because she's the founder of My Boss Asia, and her name is Judy Lorenzo to tell us the hustle of My Boss Asia. But before that, we're going to go all the way back and see how she grew up and how her grandparents and her parents influenced her to become a businesswoman herself. And also the early jobs she took to gain experience, like working as an executive assistant to a CEO of an advertising agency. Judy's also going to share how she blossomed and acquired hard skills and soft skills while working for the Ateneo Business School which eventually encouraged her to create her own sanitizing business. Judy's also going to share how she put up my boss and the challenges she had to go through as a solopreneur when she started out, all the way to how she eventually worked with Monstar Labs, where she had to level up her business. And stick around till the end because she has a lot of great advice for MSMEs on how to survive this pandemic and how to utilize tools that can help you get this done. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind My Boss Asia, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. I am sick today, but we're going to be tough because hustlers ain't don't let sickness get through them. But today, we have a very special guest suggested by our friends from Union Bank Global Linker, Miss Judy Lorenzo of My Boss Asia. Whoop, whoop. What up, Judy? Hello, Ron. Yes, sorry. Wrong, wrong sound effects. There's a three, two, one. <laughs> What is wrong with me today? I'm just supposed to be sick, not stupid. But it's yeah. apparently sickness, illicit stupidity. So, Judy, welcome mm-hmm. to the show. Hi, good afternoon, Ron. Thank you for the opportunity to share my entrepreneurial journey here in Hustle Share. You're welcome. But, yo, I've been seeing you a lot over the hundreds and hundreds of lives that are, I don't know, every day. I've lost count already. Right, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Union Bank and whatnot. But I've, and again, I've, we've we've met before through Founders Institute. So shout out to my startup dad, mm-hmm. Sir Joji. I'm happy that you're okay <laughs> now. Um, so go finish your uh, your cloy, your crash landing on you thing of a jig. And again, Judy, um, we've been trying to work together for the longest time. It's just that again, I apologize if I haven't been able to reach out. I can only do so much. I'm running two companies full time. Holy partnership and doing this podcast at the same time. So I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, and I get carried away about what I'm supposed to talk about. Judy, what's your hustle? Well, my hustle is to reach out to people who can I collaborate with, with mm-hmm. building my company and how we can work solutions together. Mm-hmm. So you know, we can grow together. So, yeah, All right. that's, so that's my hustle. hustle of the Judy <laughs> Lorenzo. Okay, but before you, we start talking about what, what my boss is, and again, you, you also do Monstar Labs with Alan Tan and whatnot, right? I need you mm-hmm. to buckle up because we're going to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. There you go. Uh, we're so fast right there. So, yeah. Judy, I, I'm curious, right? Um, 
you're as an entrepreneur again. When I met you in Founders Institute, you're trying to get into the tech side of things and whatnot. But mm-hmm. go, let's go all the way back to how you started out. You studied in St. Bridget and whatnot. Growing up, mm-hmm. was there any kind of hustle or was there any kind of foreshadowing that you mm-hmm. that you saw yourself go through that eventually had some um, uh, entrepreneurship-related uh, activities that you had to go through? Mm-hmm. I was growing up. But, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I believe that uh, even when I, I was in grade school, I used to sell stickers to my classmates. Oh, wow. Even in my childhood moments, um, okay. I've witnessed my grandparents run a construction firm. And when at oh, home, wow. I see my mom doing the admin and finance of the business that my dad has put up. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's not alien to you anymore. It's something that's, that's been normal that's growing up. Like, okay, so there's a business environment. Because a lot of our former hustlers that have been are in, are on the show always had an inkling of hustle uh, growing up. My mom, uh, though she didn't really have to hustle, her hustle was, okay, she's a ni- she has a nine-to-five. She worked for Ayala Foundation. But during her work, she would fucking sell whatever, right? <laughs> bread, shirts, whatever. It's, it's just a racketera by default. For you, what were those things that you learned from seeing your parents, your grandparents early on that get instilled till now that, that you still uh, manifest through what you do? Well, yeah, seeing them doing that is something also that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's really in my nature already that, you know, I also want to try to be in small businesses, sell okay. things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so even, you know, growing up, even from in my college days, I used to participate in my school and my brother's school fairs to sell foods. Wow. Like pizza rolls and hot dogs, sandwiches, anything that uh, I can I can try to, it's like the business stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I even, you know, hitch with my friends who have mobile bars at that time. Oh. Even if I'm just washing the shot glasses, because okay. they're the one who's expert doing the drink. You're not drinking from the shot glass, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, right. yeah. So anything that you know, um, I can explore, mm-hmm. I can do, and uh, I even used to do graphic designing research projects mm-hmm. even before college graduation. And I remember my dad that uh, he's 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 not really. Uh, like me to to do this, but I okay. I worked as a part time barista to experience the wow. real scenario. Which, for which, personal which coffee get- shop? Is this a coffee? <laughs> it's uh, Seattle's best coffee. Wow! I love <laughs> the jabakula there. So do you know how to make yeah. a jabakula? Yes, wow! Yes. Shoot! All right, I miss yeah, the old, I miss the old world. <laughs> I need a fucking nice good <laughs> cup of coffee. So okay, yeah. you all these experiences. <laughs> What were the mm-hmm. skill sets that you were able to develop? Because what I can see here now is that you're you're really multifaceted and being mm-hmm. you know if you mm-hmm. want to go something go get it right I don't care what people think mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get it. But mm-hmm. um, one thing that you need to develop also is through all these experiences you're not just randomly doing shit you learn something. What were those that you learned True. early on? True. Well, uh, doing those things no, I did not do that. Perfectly, I yeah. had a lot of bloopers, accidents, mm-hmm. and what I've learned is that, um, well, for me, it's 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 something fun. But for people who are really doing it as a work, 
it's something that's precious to them so i you know we have to be careful in doing things because it's some with some people it's something Mm -hmm. precious like yeah that's that's something that uh i've learned that i have to be sensitive also in my environment Mm -hmm. how i do things Mm -hmm. that's something Mm -hmm. okay now let's talk about the path Right, because you, we always say mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is the road less taken or the path less taken. How did mm-hmm. you start uh, becoming serious about this? Because I'm looking at your LinkedIn again. Shout out to LinkedIn, please fucking pay us. I'm just kidding. So again, there's mm-hmm. more opportunities on Union Bank Global Link. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not throwing shit at LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But if you go to your, your LinkedIn, you studied architecture, right? Yep. And. Mm-hmm. From being an entrepreneur, why other ar- ar- architecture? Well, at first, because my grandparents had this construction firm. Ah. I was supposed to, you know, <laughs> okay, manage it. They want okay. me to be that architect. But I realized that it's not really my passion. So if I cannot do best in that field, okay. I, yeah, I, I want to do business. Okay, so what did you do to now start pivoting to business? Because, again... Um, in college, it's rare that people actually knew what they wanted to do. Uh, let me just mm-hmm. share my, my story. I, I mm-hmm. In college, I mean in high school, all I wanted to do, my first ever want or my first vision of what I wanted to do for myself was mm-hmm. to be a professional basketball player. Any varsity player in high school wanted to be a pro, obviously, but only very few can get through. Right, and then that all changed in college when I started working in a call center, and that's, that's how I acquired this, this, this accent and all that. And that's when I realized, like, no, I am never gonna get rich the way I want to be, or how how fast I am gonna be mm-hmm. if I'm gonna be an employee. No, no shade being an employee. I just wanted to carve my own path being an entrepreneur because that's the the richest people that I saw before were all under entrepreneurs, and I wanted to be mm-hmm. like that. For you, what was that like? Uh, fortunately for me, I have that really dream of Already doing business. Like even, but I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really good in academics. But, but you know, solving problems, you know, solving people's problems or making um, services that would help them, it's really my passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? What, what did you, you shifted to BA? And, uh, what, 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 how did you uh, go to the path of doing business? And, uh, what were the uh, things to, that you learned to get to uh, where you are now? Mm-hmm. Well, again, my my family uh, being tagged me as their stubborn child <laughs> because you know I have to shift the mm-hmm. course and everything. But yeah, I, I made that decision. Uh-huh. I showed them that it will work. Okay. So I shift for a business uh, school, mm-hmm. and there, unfortunately, yes, I've learned a lot mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, even getting to getting uh, a job for okay. me. So my first job, well, I haven't uh, no started problem. my Let's own. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So what was the first about job? My, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Well, uh, I dreamt of having my own advertising agency, but oh, of course I didn't okay. end up owning one. So my Not first job was to be an executive assistant to an owner of an advertising company. Really? Wow. So, okay. Well, the guy is, well, he's... He's tough. Okay. He's tough. Um, but but well, I did not 
fear him. I, I use it as a motivation to do better and understand a lot of things. So from there, I learned a lot from him you know, as being the business owner, how he handled things, his frustrations, right. <laughs> and the shock absorber. So yeah, I saw that. So, right. but, but yeah, but, but I have to, you know, look for another career opportunity to harness my um, uh, entrepreneurial skills. So, well, fortunately, I was accepted in Ateneo Graduate School. Nice. Where I, I handled the marketing of the entrepreneurship program. So, there I met these fantastic gurus mm-hmm. uh, um, where I, I, I able to learn a lot with them and got the trust to sit down with them and when they're talking with their students with real entrepreneurs these long-time ceos the coos the child of owners right. even the young and even <laughs> individuals you know, they, they really took to build their own empire so everything is a real scenario right. you know? and even their targets are real so i get a lot of learnings from there before I started my own business. All right. Now let's take a first break. And when we come back, let's talk about how you pursued and became a full, a real entrepreneur. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Okay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Judy Lorenzo, who's now in the Ateneo, Arenao, um, um, <laughs> uh, to study business. And again, um, Judy, I've had so many other hustlers also who came from the Ateneo Graduate School of Business in Rockwell, 
in Backwell, sorry, Backwell. Uh, almost Rockwell <laughs> and Backwell. Um, uh, where they saw that they were unleashed and le- learned so many things during that program, right? And there's not a lot of that here in the Philippines that really unleashes diamonds in the rough. So probably the one that I can see that a lot of people also talk about is AIM uh, and Ateneo, right? But what are those hard skills and soft skills that you learned during that program that unleashed the diamond in the rough that that was in you? Hmm. Well, um, of course, um, really knowing your market, okay. being on the market, no, that's because it's a learning by doing program. So everything you learn from these gurus, you have to apply it in your business. Okay. So that's something. And of course, the financial part. So there, uh, well, uh, we see there that most of Small, I mean, the business owners are not really familiar with their financial documents. Yep. They know how to operate the company. They know what they want to do with the company. But, you know, there, there's a challenge in handling their financials. Mm-hmm. So that one. But for the soft skills, um, you know, you have to very, uh, be very persevering mm-hmm. in um, doing your, um, pursuing the vision of your company. And you have to also not be that stubborn. Mm-hmm. You have to, to look at all aspects of the effects of what you want to do with the company because mm-hmm. sometimes your ideal vision for the company may not really work. So you Got really it. have to assess objectively. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let's, let's admit it. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, right? What was the hardest part? being in at Neo graduate school because were you doing that full time or were you doing a side hustle at the, uh, while you were doing that but it's full time okay but full-time I'm pretty sure it's work. not easy so how mm-hmm. what were the biggest challenges you had to overcome while you were in that phase of your life well because I'm the marketing um, I need to get as much as uh, many entrepreneurs to join the program mm-hmm. so that's what i have to find but but that's also a good part because i i uh meet a lot of entrepreneurs got it mm-hmm. so with when you mm-hmm. did the marketing what was the hacks you did because i'm pretty sure in this type of uh environment a lot a lot of networking is required and if you're coming mm-hmm. in fresh it's hard to build that network and the results are sky high i mean the, the ex- results mm-hmm. expectations are sky high you have to meet mm-hmm. that demand. What were those hacks you did to achieve the goals that you needed to, to hit? Mm-hmm. Well, I have to know them personally one by one, message, wow. message them, and uh, you know, I um, and I even uh, you know, because I really believe in the vision also of the program, okay, I told them about what it can give them benefits. So okay. that one. That, mm-hmm. All right. Tatiana. Now, um, after that nail uh, graduate school program, what, were, what did you do next? Was there any next hustle that you did uh, to, to pursue your entrepreneurship dream? Well, that's where I, after that, I, I already come up with my own business already. Which is? Well, my first, uh, business is it's a 
cleaning and sanitation services. Okay. So, what, what, what tell you, especially now, everybody needs to be cleaned and sanitized because COVID is all over the place. Um, well, back then, and again, oh, it's TDES sanitizing uh, services. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? And um, it's still around now. Again, good luck. You're going to get a lot of clients for sure. It's just because of COVID. Um, but how did mm-hmm. you open this up? And well, uh, actually, mm-hmm. all right, go ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, the co- I already actually sold the company. Oh, but, wow. Uh, before, yeah, before... Uh, um, yeah, because I discovered this uh, equipment. It's a heat and water technology that can okay. clean and sanitize places. So I saw a market for that that you know that no one's doing yet. So I usually fall on the business models when you know it's really hard to push in the market. But I'm really seeing an opportunity. So that time. Mm-hmm. You know, people are not interested in this sanitation and everything. So I'm trying to change their mind, uh, uh. educate them about this. But yeah, until such that uh, I, I already got a good market for that. Okay. But so I, let's, I let's talk that. about how you built that business. You you mentioned that you know mm-hmm. uh, there was a stigma that you know it's not really needed. Now it's fucking needed. Everybody needs this shit, right? Um, how did you build up and how do you change people's mind? Because it's it's hard when you're coming to a sales pitch or a presentation and people have that stigma. It's a wall they have to break every single time. But somehow, some way, you broke that wall. How did you break the wall? But I always believe that you have to show that customer service experience. So I always stick to that. So, you know, you have to spend a little or, you know, just to make people experience what you can give. Mm-hmm. So until then, they, they can smell and feel how we do the service. So yeah, it's, it's actually, we grew in the word of mouth mostly. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, all right. Uh, how did you finance that one? Because um, as a first-time entrepreneur, I also would attest to this. Um, mm-hmm. People fuck shit up a lot on their first uh, <laughs> on their first venture, right? Like, what are the biggest fuck ups you did <laughs> on your mm-hmm. first venture? Because no matter how much you study, all oh, financial fucking marketing plans, mm-hmm. all all the plans get thrown out of the window in day one. Because you never mm-hmm. you never know what's gonna fucking go against you mm-hmm. what were those struggles mm-hmm. like and how did you uh, cope with them well I'm just uh, a little fortunate that I'm a lawless girl so okay. you know my grandmother helped me okay. to finance a bit about that but I also tried to um, negotiate with the supplier of the equipments that you know a little uh, consideration before I can read really yeah, um, give uh, the down payment. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. And then you eventually scaled and sold the business, correct? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, after that, what did you do next? Mm-hmm. Well, that's where, uh, actually, um, yeah, I started uh, my boss already okay. because my boss is born because of this uh, experience of me doing uh, everything by myself. When I had the cleaning business, so there, uh, you know, I, I 
I had to do everything and uh, a day is not enough to to finish everything and that includes uh yeah we have to fix our tax compliance our financials because at the end of the day it will be you know something that uh should be um, accomplished mm-hmm. so uh, i look for professionals who can help me but because for a limited budget i cannot pay for right you know, uh, so you have to learn it yourself years. and do it yourself yeah, but of course, we did not really um, study that uh, part too much. So we really have to get help. We need to help for that. But yeah, unfortunately, I'm so unlucky getting people doing that. So I end up, yeah, the, my financial is still yeah, uh, messed up and everything. So I, I come up with that idea that why don't I just, you know, solve this? Because even when I was in Ateneo, that was their, also their biggest problem. No, sample. There's some companies there that they're really um, operating good, but their finances are really messed up. So right. I came that it's a big opportunity. It's a it's a good market. So I tried to look for partners who can help me build the my boss, and so that's where my boss was born. Okay, and office. this is also where I met you first because. I remember mm-hmm. this was your pitch during Founder Institute mm-hmm. uh, when, with mm-hmm. my boss. Now, mm-hmm. talk about a little bit. You said you you look for partners. Um, mm-hmm. Being the only person doing this, what were the partners you were looking for? And how did you mm-hmm. scale that to, to a point where you now have more resources and more people along with you in this journey to battle that same uh, problem you're trying to solve? Mm-hmm. Well, my expertise may not be in finance and accounting, which is actually the core business of the back office. But this is the time where I look for partners now who have the skills and believe in the mission of my boss. Mm-hmm. So the mission is switch to provide proper accounting and consultations that will provide them better decision making by having the right numbers and financial assessment of their business. But with the use of technology solutions that, uh, that can, uh, you know, we can create a record management portal and where they can also access their monthly financial reports, tax Mm. compliance and HR management. So we launched a CPA partnership program. Ah. Instead to create competition, how about help these small accounting firms or CPA individuals who don't have support because they also have difficulty in scaling up. Of course. That's why maybe um, it's not fun. Get, yeah. <laughs> so so we're the back office. They're yeah. the one who just do the consultation and ensuring the numbers are right for um, business owners. So that one, and also um, yeah, I'm very fortunate that uh, Sir Joey of Servio have uh, oh, helped right. us in the technology part. So okay. he's the one building our system. And then I cross upon this uh, Founder Institute program. Yes. Right. And there's where I met Ala and yeah, right. you. So there. Uh, so well, um, I'm just curious from your side of the fence because mm-hmm. I only get invited like once every batch to talk about Shit, I forgot. I for even I even forgot what I talk about. But it's basically coming through that you know that you guys are lucky because you have FI and the people that came from that program 
majority or a lot of the graduates end up really pushing through and pursuing what they pitch there, right? It's not easy because a lot of people can always have an idea. It's like, hey, I have a fucking startup idea. That's going to be amazing. And then when reality hits and shit hits the fan, people stop. For some reason, whatever Joji, Allen, Dale all teaches you guys, it, it, it musters mm-hmm. into real startups down the road. And there's multiple batches that are already going through. Mm-hmm. From your point of view, mm-hmm. what, um, what did you learn the most during FI that, you, you, that really opened your eyes like, oh shit, so this is startup land. I thought I knew everything. Well, holy fucking shit, this is hard. Or, or what, mm-hmm. what was that experience like? Well, the reason why I joined Founder Institute is that, yeah, I want to improve how I pitch my business model, yep. how I communicate it well without saying a lot of things. So that's what I'm trying to um, improve okay. for me and for the company. Actually, I did not um, finish the program because oh. I, I had to do a lot of things and uh, okay. I, I haven't finished it. But... Uh, okay. But you ended yeah. up working uh, with I Alan, though. A lot. <laughs> Even if uh, <laughs> I was the dropout, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from the program, which, uh, yeah, I, I even uh, implemented with what I'm doing now in the company. Cool. All right. Now, let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's talk about how you then now scaled to my boss and Monstar Lab in Jupiter near KFC. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. 
Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. I am making piyok already. <laughs> Again, I'm sick. But hey, Judy had the time, and I can never say no. All right, and Judy, before you, before the break, you said that um, you know you, after uh, FI, you, now you understood it. You didn't really finish the thing, but you did build some solid uh, uh, relationships in that program. I'm curious because from my boss. After FI, did you continue it? Uh, what were the challenges you had to go through after FI? And what were the learnings, at least, that you mm-hmm. then uh, brought home? It's like, oh, shit, okay, so I can do this. Uh, though I didn't finish it, but I know there's something valuable that I can in- instill in my boss that uh, can help me in my journey. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, well, because I have to uh, make most of my time in the operations to fix our, our operations my boss is yeah operating but uh, i have to because you know we, we our cp our, our in-house cpa has been has resigned so i have okay. to you know still make the operations running and to make sure the other staffs are in in place so yeah, yeah. It, it's actually a difficult uh stage yeah in the business but i have to be there so yeah. When you say difficult, how difficult did it get? Because most startup founders, when we say difficult, 
and we come clean it is difficult it's really a matter of life or death difficult like holy shit we're shutting down difficult right um and a lot of us again mm-hmm. in in a normal way outside in a normal say uh networking event and when startup founders talk to each other it's like, hey, bro, how are you doing? Yeah, we're okay. We're doing so well. But in reality, that's bullshit. Everybody's dying. Yeah, they're bleeding <laughs> right? inside. Yeah, yeah. So this in this podcast, we talk mm-hmm. about the real shit. When we talk about you were really having a hard time, how hard was it? Well, to the point that I have to think like an accountant and do things <laughs> what accountant does. I have to to do that. No, but, yeah. but because... I wanted to give the right service for the mm-hmm. clients. They're always on top of, of mine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because they, they believe in what I said that, you know, you don't have to worry about things. So I have to carry all these mm-hmm. <laughs> concerns and problems that they won't feel uh, yeah, bothered um, anymore. I remember mm-hmm. those days too. I had to, I was a one-man team for a fucking long time. I did marketing, got some acquisition, client acquisition, everything. I did that for a good three to four years before I hired my first employee. And when I hired my first employee, I was so nervous. <laughs> During the interview, it's not her that was nervous. I was, it was me that was nervous because I was like, fuck, I, I want to be the best fucking boss ever. And whatnot is so difficult. But you know what? You learn and uh, uh, those are the funny times you look back and it's like, shit, we had to go through. Okay, I- I'm curious. How did you forge this partnership with Monstar Labs? Because that's a big fucking partner with Alan and yeah. whatnot, right? And you have a fresh new location mm-hmm. in Jupiter. And when you started reaching, yeah. I'm like, wow, Judy, you hit the fucking jackpot here. <laughs> well, how did this um, partnership came come to fruition? And what was the what was the goal now with working with Alan? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's actually for me, it's like a blessing in disguise because before I talked with Alan about this uh, uh-huh. partnership, uh, I'm really into a big, uh, very concerned about the company, about yeah, b- building uh, to the point that it's something legal, oh. <laughs> by lesser something like that. But I have to face it. I have to okay, whatever goes, but I have to show up and everything. But then I just you know randomly message Alan if. You know, I'm asking for some, uh, if they know people that I can, uh, you know, ask for a business loan and something. And yeah, he, act- he actually talked and he checked our business model. Okay. So he saw a relevance in okay. what they're doing in the company. And yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate that even uh, his Japan- Japanese partner went wow. here to see about, about this. Uh, also, one of the business model that we're trying to create is the community, okay. the hub. So, yeah, we're fortunate that, yeah, they see that my vision is something that they can uh, invest. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really something. It's a, it's a blessing in disguise for me. How did that so, feel? Because um, I, I also remember near-death situations. <laughs> we're like, fuck, I'm going to die. And then, you know, a miracle happens. A startup miracle happens. What was the feeling like when you knew that, okay, now we have a new lifeblood. And it's not just whatever. It's fucking Monster Labs, Alan and his Japanese partners. How did that mm-hmm. feel when you uh, re- you finally confirmed, okay, we're going to work with Alan? Yeah, well, it's a privilege, actually, and very lucky to 
No, but of course you have to work on it. It's not just luck. So you have to level up and all. So uh, I'm learning a lot being mm-hmm. their partner as mm-hmm. well. And of course, you want to show that uh, they, they did not uh, had a mistake in uh, <laughs> getting me as the partner. Although, of course, there are you know things that still screw up. But uh, I'm still just yeah. Um, doing things, mm-hmm. learning things. You said level up. What were the things you had to level up on? Hmm. Well, before I was just, uh, you know, it's it's just me. Mm-hmm. I do things on my own, the way I, the templates that I make, right. the way I, I, I see my business, the way I monitor it. But being with these partners, it's you know really have to be more professional and more. It's a corporation already, so the right. company is now a global company. It's not a startup, and yeah. yeah, it's really I really have to step up, and I really have to ensure that you know it's all in my responsibility now. If something screws up, so I have to yeah be triple mature. Right. Of the things, how I do things, mm-hmm. no. So, but but maybe, um, it's not that. Oh no, I cannot do this. I'm mm-hmm. not that person. So, right. yeah, I I make mistakes, you but I try to step up and step yeah. up until I get it. Got it. Now, let's pay it forward. Uh, talk. Let's talk about because one thing that I got from your journey here is that you're a solopreneur for a, for a, for a while, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's. Get some help and whatnot, but you blazed through along as a solopreneur, and then eventually you got your breakthrough. Is that is that a safe safe? Uh, uh, is that a right assumption, or no? Well, uh, still working on things. I'm okay, but things. you did break through. A lot of people don't make it. So my question is, if you are ta- if if you're say you're a solopreneur is listening to this podcast, right? Being going through what you went through the past few years, what's your message for them? Uh, that they, hey, I want to get to where Judy got to, right? Because it's not easy. And what were the secrets you'll have to teach them, or what would be the advice you'll teach them for them to able to to be able to get to where you are now too? Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to encourage all of these small and medium entrepreneurs to. Especially now that we're in a sur- survival mode because of this pandemic, is just have faith in yourself and in the vision of your company. So, in scaling your business, you know you don't have to try to do everything by yourself. Instead, look for strategic partnerships or individuals for collaboration. Uh, because you know, as they say, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Boom, right there. <laughs> that is amazing. Now, I also want to ask because uh, a, a running theme of how our conversation went through is talking about financials, right? If I'm talking about an, an SME, right? An SME, and you know, again, I, I operate like I care about operations more, more than anything. What would be your advice to SMEs about doing their financials the right way? Because people think they're doing it the right way and they don't, they're not doing it. What would be your tips? To make sure they're they're at least on point with how they're they're supposed to do their financials because if not they're gonna have a big ass fucking problem down the road. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, well, yeah. Actually, most 
of us uh, don't really see the value of having the right, even just for the record management of our finances. Yeah. So when you messed up with that, when you need that documents, when you need your uh, for your tax compliance, yeah. or even if you're getting investment or loan, you will need those right figures. Right. So, you know, um, it's also the one tool that you can see if you can continue the business in the long run or not. Correct, correct. So the importance is really, you know, you have to start it, you know, even if one small receipt, simple receipt that you bought for the business, you have to keep it. Got it. You have to know whether, is it really uh, something that's useful for the company or not. Got it. And don't mix your personal to the business money. That's yes. <laughs> it's not your pocket, okay? You should never touch that. Right, I don't care how tough it gets. It's not a mom and pop operation. The mm-hmm. business has its own pocket, and you're an employee of the business. Yes. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about since the running theme here is MSMEs. You you're you're familiar and you're part of a global linker, uh, Union Bank Global Linker community. How do you harness mm-hmm. the, that community? Because it we can talk about you know features and and hacks and and hustle. At, uh, all we want but without a proper community that will help you thrive uh, it's going to be hard because again the, the odds are stacked against you how are you able to utilize the global linker resource for your business mm-hmm. well actually uh, I I think uh, I really tried to work hard in being part of that community being recognized by Union Bank to be part of the community because I have to ensure that the business I'm providing is something valuable right. that, they, that we can also share with the community. So, mm-hmm. um, well, because we're a uh, back office services, mm-hmm. it's connected with financial services. So one of the plans is really to integrate seamless payment transactions. Nice. So there, when I'm reading about Union Bank, they really had that vision of digitizing everything. So they really work hard to, hey, I'm here, I'm working on this thing. So, well, eventually, yeah, JP already. <laughs> yeah, okay, come here. We can uh, talk about how we can integrate <laughs> your back office to ours. Uh, All right. Now, yeah, I'm really enjoying their features. Absolutely. It's a it's a whole treasure trove. And again, if you want to do check that out, go to uh, unionbank.globallinker.com slash hustle share to be part of that uh, community. Again, Judy, before I let you go, well, how should people reach out to you if they want to work out, uh, work with you, and then not work out, like, it's not an exercise, okay, <laughs> would work with you on, on uh, my boss and then on our labs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're very active in the global Linker community. So we had our business profiles there, and of course, we have our website, uh, www.myboss.asia and uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, Judy, thank you very, very, very much. All right. Yeah, for for so having much. the time today. Again, and don't, before I let you go, don't forget to follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And again, if we did say some jargon or any crazy ass links that we did, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And if, again, we also have our little small community. Uh, it's called the Hustle Share Community. Just join that on Facebook. And if you want to do visit and suggest any guests, just go to our chatbot.m.me slash hustle share, powered by chatbot.ph. Again, Judy, thank you very much. 
I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.